Hello? Ah! Oh, this is so exciting. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. To the Harlan Highway. It sucks you in. You make us feel important. You are important. My name is Donkey Pina, and I'm going to kill you. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Welcome, earthlings and villagers and cottage dwellers, and even people who live in pretentious lofts downtown and pretend they're photographers. Um, hello, welcome to the Harland Highway. What a T-R-E-A-T treat. What a treat. Good to have you here, as always, on the podcast. Still love saying that. Podcast. Um, hey, do you like to eat? Do you even eat? Are you one of those food snobs? Can't eat, makes me crap. Right? Um, Here's the thing. You ever have this happen? You're out eating, right? You're having a nice meal. You might even be by yourself. You're on the fly. You're going to a, you know, you have to stop in at a restaurant or a fast food joint. Or maybe you're even with people, you know. It's not a fancy place. Or it could be. And your food's put down, and you're you're eating it, and you're taking in the aroma, and you're savoring the ambiance and the flavors that are exploding in your mouth, and all the gastronomical pleasures that go along with eating. And then all of a sudden, someone from the staff or the cleaning staff decides, gee, I think it's time to mop the floor. I think it's time to windex the tabletops. And suddenly you're going from uh, eating a nice meal, your your, uh, saliva glands drooling, to your nostrils are assaulted with the smell of pneumonia and floor bleach and windex. You ever have that? And then, the, the, you know, the, this dirty mop, it looks like one of the uh, those things that used to fly around in Ronald McDonaldville or whatever. What, what were those things called? The the little French fry monsters with the eyes on them? Remember? The, they'd run around with the Hamburglar, and all they could say was, French fries, French fries, French fries. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're made of French fries. I don't know. But these mops, these dirty gray mops with cigarette butts and fake eyelashes and toenail clippings and a, a, a lemon rind and starts like slithering its way under your table and near your feet. And it's like a giant rotten jellyfish crawled up off the beach and is crawling around under your table. And you're like, wait, what? excuse me, I'm trying to enjoy my... um." chicken piccata here with a nice uh, white wine sauce with capers and some butterflied shrimp on the side and your rotten janitor mop is fumbling around at my feet and not only that but you're like you know, it's like they're rowing a canoe when they're getting that mop going, right? It's in and out, in and out, in and out. And it's like, get that they're about two feet away from you, and they're bending this way and that way. Their ass is in your face, and there's a handle in your face. 
Oh, my God. So note to all you restaurant owners, I don't care if you're a fancy steakhouse or your Arby's, don't do your clean until the customers have cleared out, okay? I'd rather live with a floor that has some microscopic dirt that I can't see with my human eyes than to have a cancer-infected gray mop sloshing around at my feet and the residue spray from a, a Windex bleach bottle misting me from table three right next to me. It's like I'm eating my lasagna while I stand in the mists of Niagara Falls. Thank you. It's like blue Smurf piss spray floating all over my meal. Great. Waiter, this lasagna is delicious. What's in this? Um, pine sol? Mmm. I love a hint of pine in my meal. Thanks. So, uh, restaurant owners, leave leave the cleaning till later. Okay? You'd never see me, like, grabbing my meal and running into a janitor's closet somewhere. Excuse me, you don't mind if I eat my lobster florentine in here, do you? I just, I don't enjoy my meal unless I'm surrounded by mops and and brooms and vacuums and people dressed in blue uniforms and janitorial cleaning supplies. It just, it just doesn't make my meal robust and full unless I have the stink of lemon pledge and floor polish mixed in with my piccata cheese and my... Romaine lettuce. No, you get out of here right now. You get over to Steakhouse. My friend Charlie, he clean up at 9 o'clock. You make reservation. I make sure he clean all around your table, 9 o'clock. Oh, would you do that for me? Yeah, I take care of it. I take care. And would you make sure he's got cigar butts and um, an, an old dead rodent um, tangled in his mop when he starts to clean? Yeah, I take care of it. Go, please. Thank you so much. Good Lord. Okay. Just save your cleaning for later. All right, I got to get off this topic. But you know what? I'm going to play this, and then I'm going to come back. And I got some more beefs, pardon the ton, about eating at a restaurant. So stick with it. Go go get cleaned off. And uh, check this out. And then we'll be right back here on the Harland Highway. Okay, we are getting spoiled by the amount of food we eat. The portions are huge. And now people are getting to the point where they're like, Uh, waiter, excuse me, but, um, no, 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 no. This plate of spaghetti is only four or five pounds. I'm going to need another five, six pounds of spaghetti on here. I mean, my God, I ordered a meal, not an appetizer. Remember that scene in the Flintstones? The burger joint and the little waiter guy would come wandering out with a jumbo-sized dinosaur rib. He'd put it on the side of their car and the whole car would tip over. That's what we want now. We just love to stuff it in there. Uh, Stuff it in there. Come on. Uh, uh, Stuff it in there. Eat. Eat. Ah. And then you want your dessert just as big. Excuse me, waiter. Um, This is just a piece of pie. 
Yeah, well, that's what you ordered, a piece of pie. No, 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 you didn't hear me correctly. I ordered a whole pie. A whole pizza pie. Not piece of pie, pizza pie. Well, why would you eat a pizza pie for dessert? Because I'm not at my dessert yet, asswad. I know I just had a 50-pound steak, but now I want a pizza pie, a whole pizza pie to wash it down, and then I'll get to dessert, okay? Okay, madam. Would you like to just go into the kitchen? I bring you back. You can graze and just eat whatever you like. That sounds fabulous. How much is that? Just do it, you fat pig. Oh, thank you. Oh, try cutting back, people. Try cutting some back bacon off a nice side of pork and enjoy. Okay, so we're talking about food, and let's just keep going for a little bit longer. You know, it's almost getting to the point where I should just stop eating, because it sounds like all I'm doing is complaining. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll just exist the rest of my days on oxygen and water. But here's another frustrating thing with food, and I guess this happens mostly at breakfast, but it could happen at dinner. You ever order... A meal, and let's say it's breakfast, we'll start there, and you order like um, pancakes and maybe some eggs and some bacon, right? So I don't know if you've ever had eggs, I'm sure you have, unless you're uh, against egging, whatever that means. Um, but as you know, eggs, whether they're uh, they're um, fried or scrambled or whatever, eggs lose their heat very fast, right? Eggs eggs go cold pretty much within about the first two minutes. They start to go cold. And you do not want to eat cold eggs, man. You might as well just, like, go to the cleaning closet and pull out a sponge and start, you know, ripping a sponge apart and eating that like popcorn. Because <laughs> that's, that's the texture. That's the, the room temperature. Ugh. So you order a pancake, some pancakes, you order a waffle, you order you order uh, your, your eggs, your bacon. And uh, pancakes lose their heat even more rapidly. Like they're starting to cool down the minute they come out of that fry pan. Like honestly, a pancake goes cold to the world in probably about a minute and a half. It's done. Maybe even a minute. It's just like, screw this, man. It's it's like a cold-blooded lizard as the sun goes down, right? Just all heat escapes from its body, and it just goes into coma, coma mode. That sounds like a nice new brand of bathrobe. I would like to put on my coma mode and sit by the fireplace tonight, darling. Yeah, will you do that while I go out and have an affair with your best friend, George? Excellent, darling, excellent. Dumbass. Thank you, darling. Um, but my complaint here is, uh, za, is that, you know, why do they bring all this food out at once? They put down the pancakes, which, you know, is a meal in itself almost. And then come the eggs and then the bacon. And you pretty much have to start speed eating, right? Because you don't want the crap to get cold. And you want to eat it all. And... 
they put it all there at once. So I think it's like the only time I ever eat like you're in a marathon or something. It's just like, okay, give me some eggs. Give me some bacon. Give me a pancake. Give me some eggs. Give me the bacon. Give me the pancakes. Give me the hash browns. Give me the eggs. <laughs> Take a sip of apple juice and get back to the eggs. Got to get back to the, oh, my God, it's cold. Forget it. But you only ate half your breakfast. Yeah, well, give it to an Eskimo. It's freezing. Well, I'm part Eskimo. Well, then you have it. Thanks, ass. Stop calling me that, ass. And then I guess the same can happen if you're out for a fancy dinner, okay? You know the drill. You order a salad, which is cold already, so that's good. But then you order the soup, right? You order that nice lobster bisque or some, you know, they always charge you like 900 bucks for a soup because somehow having a soup at night drives the price of soup up versus soup for lunch. You could have the same damn soup at lunch for about $1.99. Suddenly the sun goes down and they jack the prices of soup up to like, you know, twelve ninety nine. Soup prices soar all over the world. Then that sun comes up. Soup is only $2. I don't know. But anyways, my point being, okay, they slap your soup down. And usually they're good at bringing the soup a little ahead of time. But a lot of waiters or waitresses that are trying to get you out of their table faster so they can get the next group of grazers in. They'll come and slap your meal down when you've only had like four or five spoonfuls, right? You, you got three quarters of your soup left. Suddenly there's like a steaming ribeye or a plate of pasta, which again, pasta gets cold really fast. And so now suddenly you're like speed. You just pick your soup up like a bowl and put it to your mouth and just get done. It's like you ever see college kids chug beer. Yeah, suddenly you're doing that with your uh, your spumoni soup or your lobster bisque or whatever the hell it is, your, your squash and broccoli bisque. Look, 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 look. You're chugging soup, man, just so you can get to that fat steak. And So another word to the um, the restaurant people, okay? And then I'm getting off the food topic altogether spread it out keep your eye on our meal watch us and pace it accordingly okay if you're serving breakfast bring the pancake out first give us five six minutes with the damn pancake then bring the other crap at dinner give us the soup wait till you see the dish is empty come and take the dish and bring us our buffalo leg or zebra face or whatever we're eating. All right? There you go. Just trying to keep things in order for all you fine diners here on the Harland Highway. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Charlie the Manatee <laughs> from the state of sunny Florida. <laughs> and I love seaweed. <laughs> I love to eat seaweed. All kinds of delicious seaweed. <laughs> I also like shrimp <laughs> and sea cabbage. <laughs> oh, this is Charlie the Manatee <laughs> from Florida. <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm.
Okay, well, it looks like we have a guest in uh, studio with us today. This is a, a treat. Um, he's a gentleman from the University of Maryland, and uh, I guess he's an environmentalist, an activist who's uh, entrenched in the cause of bringing, uh, I guess, what the global warming issue to the forefront of uh, everybody's minds, to society, to the government. Um, fighting to uh, make sure that we're on top of this very important environmental issue. Uh, please say hello to Guy Potato. A potato. Pota- potato? Yes, potato. Guy Potato is here. Uh, is, is that French-Canadian? Yes, it is. Thank you. Uh, Guy, why don't we start off? How, how bad is this global warming situation? I mean... Um, you know, you see the pictures of, uh, you know, snow melting on the peak of Kilimanjaro and the uh, the ice fields in Greenland are receding. Uh, how dire is this uh, global warming situation? Well, it's it's quite dire. It's quite dire. Snow is melting all over the world. Um, the snow caps are um, decreasing on the Himalayas, or in the French Alps, the Austrian Alps. Um, the uh, Rocky Mountains uh, in in Western Canada and uh, in Western United States, the the snow caps on those mountains in most regions are down sixty uh, percent for the average uh, they're supposed to be at at any given time of year. Okay, so well, d- d- doesn't that really just mean you know more bottled water for all us people who aren't up on the mountain? Is that supposed to be funny? Well, no, I mean, I, okay. Was it supposed to be funny because I missed it? No, I was just, it was supposed to be light. Well, if you think global warming and destruction of our planet is light, then I feel sorry for you. Well, I, I don't think we have to go that far. Oh, and how far should we go? Um, okay, well... But let's, uh, yes, let's talk about the uh, the polar bears. I hear that um, the the uh, the ice in the North Pole is is getting to a point where each year, when the ice separates and melts from the mainland, it's uh, it's becoming a further and further uh, gasm, uh, a further and further gap. I should say. I don't know what a gasm is. Uh, neither do I. I just had a little, I just had a blunder there. Wow. (laughs) Nice interviewing skills, really. Okay. Yes. The polar bears. Can we, what's happening with the polar bears? Well, the polar bears are in dire danger of uh, sure extinction. I mean, every year. The uh, the ice moves further and further away from the mainland. Uh, ten years ago, the ice, it was about a 50-mile span from the mainland to the ice fields where the polar bears would hunt for seals. And now, that gap has expanded to 200 miles. Many of the dinosaurs, uh, I should say the, the uh, there, you just you just had a blunder too. I'm sorry. 
Well, I I just blundered earlier, and I just you just said dinosaurs. No, I didn't. Well, yeah, I, you just said dinosaur. No, excuse me. Well, I heard you blunder on. Excuse me. I don't say dinosaurs when I'm talking about polar bears. <sighs> okay, so the polar bears, what's the end result? The polar bears are drowning. They can't swim 200 miles. And people like you, who use your toaster ovens and your microwaves and your hair dryers and your flat screen TV. Wait a minute. Yes. What, what, what are you saying? People like me. Well, do you have a hair dryer? Yes. And do you have a flat screen TV? Yes. I rest my case. Okay, wait a minute. What, what, are you telling me you don't have a TV? We're not talking about me, are we? Well, wait a minute. This is a little hypocritical here. Do you have a TV? Yes, I have three TVs. Oh, you've got three TVs. Yes. And uh, you're you're looking at me. You're pointing the finger at me. I like TV. I leave my TVs on when I'm out of the house. What? I leave the fridge open, the air conditioner on full blast. I turn the ceiling fans on, the heating, the central heating, and the heater in my pool. Okay, what in the hell are you talking about, potato? Potato. Potato. You see, I grew up in a very cold region of the world. Oh, where was that? Northern Bermuda. Uh, What? And I'm just up to my tits with the cold weather. And so if I can do anything to advance the global warming of this planet... Wait a minute! I thought you were here to speak out against global warming. Well, yes, that was the... The guys I wrapped it in, but really I'm trying to sneak my message out to the people to warm up this godforsaken chilly planet as quickly as possible. All right, get this, get him, get out of here, potato, potato. I don't care what your mashed potato. Get out. Do you mind if I turn on your heater and open the window before I go? Get out of here, potato, potato. Unbelievable. Get him out. <sighs> Attitude on that creep. Potato. Potato. Get out! <sighs> it's a Harland Highway. Going to go cool off. We'll be right back with you here on the world's most wonderful podcast. It's pronounced podcast. Get out of here! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Look out, ladies. Look out. Apparently, there's a new stat. And I'm not making it up. This was in the newspapers. You know it's real. There's less and less males being born into the world. Apparently, over the last 30 years, fewer and fewer males are being born. And there's more females being born. So, ladies, you better treat us right, because we're apparently on the endangered species list. Let's see, we got uh, manatees, we got Siberian tigers, we got the black rhino, and oh yeah, human males on the endangered species list. 
Yeah, we should be given all the privileges of animals that are on the endangered species list. Like uh, women aren't allowed to hunt us. They're not allowed to infringe on our territory. They're not allowed to deplete our food supply. They're not allowed to abuse us. Oh, man, that would be sweet, huh? Yeah, ladies, we're endangered species. You gotta, you gotta change your tactics. You gotta treat us right. Help us breed more men. Finally, evolution's working in our favor, guys. Ho ho ho! You know, you and your buddy go into a bar, and it's like ten girls for every guy. That's what Planet Earth's becoming—like a pickup joint for men. What a treat! What's that? Yeah, you can buy me a Heineken there, sugar. I need to be hydrated. (laughs) Hydrate me, baby. Keep me alive here on the Harland Highway. Stop it. Stop it. You're busting my heart. Heavens to Murgatroyd. It's the Harland Highway.